Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up to a claw on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro here on the Burns and Gambo Show. what's going on? Gambo, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I think we're all dragging a little bit today on this Friday edition of the yeah, Burns and Gambo Show. Yeah, we got fed lobster rolls oh today. God, it's just like the butter like lobster rolls. has coagulated in my to, soul right now. Yeah, half the station's asleep Seriously, right now. Seriously, we, 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 we had our Christmas party today, right? It, yes. and, and we've got this new tradition where, like, post-pandemic, we have all these wonderful food trucks that come and serve us food, and we all get together as a staff outside, and it's great. And there was a churro truck, and there was a french fry truck, and there was, a, there was like, a nacho truck, and there was a lobster roll truck. I'm like, oh, lobster. I love lobster roll. Okay. It was good. Yes. And that butter is just, like... I got a warm lobster roll with yeah. extra lobster. Yeah, I, I got. I a, added extra lobster. I got the cold one, mm. but but now that I like it, it was an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> Nah. So tired. I'm ready for a nap. They should be happy because uh, guess who won again with the company, you know, raffle. Yeah, but look at won what another I prize. won. Look at what I won. Guess who won another prize? I actually called my shot, too. Always win surprise every year. You know what else win a prize? Right here. Oh, poor game. Never win a prize. Wait, I hold just on. Want to win hold on. One oh, year. Yeah. Just want to remind everybody, this is the guy who was complaining on the year yesterday about having to spend $4,000 on tickets to go see Morgan Wallen. Come on. He obviously needs a, a pick-me-up. And I can't win a $25 gift card? The $50 gift card. uh, One of our highest paid employees here at the building turned to me before the drawing and said, you know what? I really should be exempt from this. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You should be exempt from this. The Netherlands just tied it up. Oh, look at him changing the subject. The Netherlands just tied it up, Uh 2-2. Convenient. In extra time. Oh, my God. The World Cup has been amazing today. But, yeah, of course you won. I don't know what you won, but you won something. Every year you win something. I won the lamest gift of them all. What was it? A digital photo frame. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. See, yeah, it's kind of it's the most Charlie Brown Christmas ever. Yeah, like, and I said to my table, I said, "Oh, watch, this is the one I'm going to win. Yeah, this yeah. is exactly the kind of gift Dave Burns would yeah, win at the Christmas TVs. party. We're going to win 55 yeah. inch TVs. Uh, it's time to and give away the digital photo frames. You can upload your pictures from wherever pros you want. And iPads. We give away iPads. Dave Burns, you've won that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might as well not have won it all. <laughs> all right, you're right. right. You're right. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean you're I'm, right. Look at his goal by the Netherlands. That was a good one. It's all tied up. Take him to the left. You can right. cry for Argentina. <laughs> They're about to win. Gambo quotes of it. That was like in the last second. This is right? it. Like this is it. They're in, they're in extra time right now. They're yeah, in extra time right now. This is almost it. All I just right. tied up. and probably going to go to overtime. Can you tell our the focus? The are going crazy. The Dutch. Can you tell our focus is a little scattered today? Let's Those look. dang lobster rolls. I know, right? The butter is Hansel just. Hansel and Gretel. Solidified. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> Dutch bros coffee. Dutch from Predator. <laughs> 
Let's weigh in on our coverage in Gambo. The weigh in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Uh, Dutch from Predator. Dutch from Predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Dutch. Uh, Do the Pelicans bleed? Can the Suns kill it? Find out tonight. Boy, this is going to be a good game. We got it. We got this here in Burns and Gambo. We've got like this Friday night rule where usually we don't watch a lot of sports on Friday. We kind of give ourselves a break on Friday. Tonight's game might violate the Friday night rule. I'm just warning. I'm going to play again Sunday. Oh, I know. I know. But it's given what's happened this week, the way things have gone down for the Suns this week, there might have to be a violation of the Friday night rule tonight. This is one to watch, I think. You know, we put so much emphasis on the Suns in Dallas because of the way the Dallas series ended last year, game six and seven, right? But the the Dallas series was so much different than the New Orleans series. Because in the Dallas series, the Suns literally get kicked their asses in games one and game two to the point where like, you know, is, is there even going to come home for a game five? I mean, this thing's going to be over quickly. Where the Pelicans series, if you remember, the Pelicans won game two in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then they won game four in New Orleans. And so it was, it was a different series than the Dallas series because the Dallas series, it was like, okay, total domination games one and two. The Pelican series was different because they won game two against the Suns and put a lot of pressure on Phoenix to have to win game three, which they did, but then the Pelicans won game four. And that became this this hard fought series. Brandon Ingram in that in the game in Phoenix that tied it at one, Brandon Ingram was unstoppable. I remember I was talking like, we got a Brandon Ingram problem. He scored 37 points in that game. And it was like there is a major Brandon Ingram problem. And then they they came back and they won game four against the Suns and blew them out. Like they blew the Suns out. And again, Ingram was unstoppable. Valanchunas had a big game, but Ingram had 30 in that game. And I remember the, the, that's why the Pelican series last year was very, very different than the Dallas series. Because the Pelican series was you worried from the get go. You were worried after two in Phoenix. You were worried after two in New Orleans. And they finally took care of business where the Dallas series was like, they're going to kill Dallas. And then somehow Dallas got back into the series and then they killed the Suns. Yeah. And remember, we started that series two against the Pelicans and it was, it was, it felt very much like it was going to be a Suns coronation. And New Orleans lets you know right away it was not going to be a Suns coronation. And the comp we've used many times on this show is these two teams get ready to play two times in the next three days and three times in the next like nine days. They they play play here. Again, yeah, here in Phoenix about a week from now. As they get ready to embark on this, we've used this comp many times about the Pelicans. Their playoff series last year against the Suns was to them what the bubble run was to the Suns. You know, it was this awakening moment for them, like this this opportunity for them to kind of show who they are and what they can be and what they can do. Totally, totally. And, and they use that to the absolute best of their ability. And 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 now, look at them now. They're in first place. First place is on the line tonight. They're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Hell, they're one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. They've used those six games against the Suns and the return of Zion. We can't of course, dismiss of that course. as this launching pad into this level of greatness that they're playing with right now. They're the number one team in the West if the yeah. season ends today. I, and it's almost in some ways like the Suns, right? I mean, after the bubble run, did anybody think the Suns would be in the NBA Finals? Did anybody think the Suns would be the best team in the West? No. no. After the Pelicans got played in the first round last year and got their bubble-like taste, everybody's like, okay, the Pelicans are going to be good. Like, in a couple of years, they're going to be a force. And then all of a sudden, you look at them this year and they've been fantastic. They've been really good. And, uh, you know, with, with Zion back and they're, they're playing great D. 
defense, a lot of things have gone well for them. To like, maybe they are taking a Phoenix Suns type type step up. Yeah, maybe they are. And and now tonight's game is a little tricky in that there are going to be guys for the Pelicans who are not available. So it's and, and maybe that helps the Suns. I don't know. It, it'll be they are going to be without Brandon Ingram. They're going to be without Herb Jones. Those are obviously two key guys two for them. Huge players for them. Jose yeah. Alvarado is questionable for tonight's game. But if we're talking about Zion, i got to point this out, and I heard this when I was driving in for the aforementioned Christmas party. Um, Zion's only played three career games against the Phoenix Suns. Like, them... The Suns playing the Pelicans with Zion is a relatively new thing for the Suns. They, they haven't experienced a whole lot of that. And Zion is playing, especially in the last, I don't know, 10 to 12 games, is playing at a very, very, very high level. He, and certainly he changes the dynamic of the whole series. He does because he's got like a unique combination of size and strength that is is hard to match in this league. Um, his athleticism is incredible. So he's an incredible athlete with this size and this strength that just there are not a lot of guys in the league have that. So there's a feeling that the Pelicans could be the team of the future. I mean, listen, they've won five straight games. He had, what, 29 the other day. They've won five straight. He's playing great. There's a great cast around him, like a really good cast of players around him. But he, you know, they didn't have him last year and they got that taste. But 16 and 8 um, for them. Ingram's missed. This will be his sixth game in a row. He's got a bruised toe, and yet they're still winning basketball games because Zion could, like, shoulder the offensive load. I mean, he's that, you know, we talk about, you know, who's going to shoulder the load when Book's not playing well. For them, it's like, okay, Ingram's out, so it's not like he's not playing well. But Zion, 11-16 shooting the other day, 29 points. It was the fourth game in a row that he had 25 points or more. Okay, Brandon Ingram's out. I got you. I got you. I'll, I'll put 25 to 30 up. No problem. I can do that, and he's done it. Yeah, and C.J. McCollum, and it's it's a good team. It's a good franchise. They've got a good coach. They've got a good general manager. And then, of course, we've gone ten and a half minutes, and we have hardly said anything about the Phoenix Suns, who have had, I don't want to call it drama. It's not drama. It's been certainly a challenge this week, and I, I think just as much of the challenge that New Orleans provides tonight, we'll be looking at the Suns. Okay, what do you got? Well, you, there are people questioning you now. There are yeah. people wondering about you now. Tell me what I'm looking for. How do you respond? How do the Suns respond to all of that tonight against one of the better teams in the NBA? It's going to make for a fascinating Friday night net basketball Listen, game. Listen, they always do. A, they've always been a team that responds well to a loss. You got a game, you know, Tory got a game under his belt now after being out a few games, and then Chris got a game under his belt. I'm going to continue to say that this is a good basketball team right now. They're a good basketball team. Team, and I think that they'll respond. I think what happened the other night against the Celtics is they just ran into a team that that's the best team in the league. Okay, that is the best team in the NBA. And New Orleans is good, but they're not the Celtics. So I expect that the Suns are going to respond because they're not playing the Celtics. The Arizona Cardinals, the New England Patriots, this weekend. Well, technically after the weekend. Playoff lives are at stake in this one. That plus an injury update is next on the Burns and Gambo Show. <laughs> Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Yeah, we do have the uh, Netherlands-Argentina game on in here. They're in extra time. Who are you rooting for? I am not rooting for anybody. Oh, man. I, 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 how many times I gotta do we go have with, to? I got to go with the Netherlands. I know, but I mean... 
You just want a good game. I, I just, I, you're right. I mean, why don't you just want a good game? Why do you require me to root for somebody? I don't know. I can't watch. I've told. I can't watch I any sporting event without rooting for somebody. Yeah, I, and I can. I can just just give me something good. You know, as give long me. as they have fun out there. You know. You know what? I'll root for. I'll root for the Netherlands because I'm a big fan of the color orange. There you, know, you go. I, you, know, I, you found a I, reason. I like orange. What can yeah. I say? I just orange is one of my favorite colors. Orange yeah. and blue are my favorite colors. Like if Mitch and Eric got in a fight, you got you got to root for somebody. <laughs> you have to like if Mitch and Eric's like I'm going to fight. You like you'd have to root for somebody. You can't be like I'm just want to go. I hope I watch a good fight between Mitch and Eric. Like you got to pick somebody to root for. We work in sports, and so many teams to choose from. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta right. have a seriously. Of all the of all of the metaphors yeah. to you, like in any you had, you had to. There's a war. You internal strife for a civil war on the Burns and Gambo show. I yeah. got to pick a winner between Mitch. There and, are only two things I can't stand in this world: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> The Dutch are great. <laughs> what is that from? That's Michael. That's from Gold Member. Okay, Austin Powers. Uh, that's right. That's right. I was hoping to use that when the U.S. played Netherlands, but we never got the chance. That's great. Well, you know what? The chance the Netherlands just clobbered them. The great Sir Michael Caine with that line. Two-two right. two in extra time. The Netherlands and Argentina. So weird day for us today, and we, we've gone through this a couple times already. Yeah. With the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Um, this is our last show. We, we the pregame coverage for the Cardinals knocks us right Next off the air we are on, on Monday. It will be after the game. All right. So. Yeah. This is this is like our. I mean, it's Friday, but it really is like our Friday. You know, with this Monday night game coming up. So let's talk about this game a little bit. I'll give you the injury update in a second. It, it's very obvious. All you have to do is look at the standings to know who needs this one more. Oftentimes, this time of year, that will translate into who wins because the Patriots they have to have it, especially when you look at their have schedule. To have it have to have this at their game. schedule. They're they're running out of winnable games there in New England. I mean, look at this. I mean, so they probably got to win three of their five final five games have a chance. I would get them to nine and eight if they can win three. But if you look at the schedule, because, you know, it's the, the, the Jets, the Chargers, they're all right there. They got to play the Bengals at home, the Dolphins at home, the Bills on the road. That's the, they, those are matchups they have. They close out their season with games against the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills. Oh. All of those teams are in the playoffs right now. Miami and Buffalo have already beaten the heck out of New England by 13 and 14 points. Cincinnati's playing really well right now. Um, and so the Patriots, teams that are in the playoffs right now, they, they've got six games against teams in the playoff. They have two wins. Both of those wins came against Zach Wilson. But that's it. They beat Zach Wilson twice. He's been benched by the Jets. So that's their two wins. So they got the Cardinals on Monday night. Then they're going to spend the week here in Arizona. They're going to still be here in Arizona. And then they're going to play the Raiders in Vegas. So they're going to play this game Monday night. They're going to stay here, practice, get ready, not even go back home, and then play the Raiders. Then after that, you got that juggernaut, Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. They've got to find a way to win three games. I got to think, Burns, if they lose this game to the the Cardinals, I don't think they can make the playoffs. No, I think you're probably right. They might not make the, the playoffs anyway with that schedule, the way you kind of lay it out for everybody because those teams are high quality. And I, I'm not, I mean, I don't watch a ton of Patriots football. I've watched enough. They're just not that good. They're not that good. And, and, and to that point, like this, okay, I know this season has just been awful for the Cardinals uh, on every level that it could be awful. This whole year, as we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, this whole year has been awful for the Cardinals on every level it could be awful. We come in here on Tuesday. And the Cardinals didn't beat the Patriots at home. I'm going to be severely disappointed. 
Because I just don't think the Patriots are that good. I, I don't think, I think they are, for all of the legendary greatness of Belichick and how you never want to bet against Belichick because he's the best chess master and I get all that. Their, their defense is good. Mac Jones has clearly regressed in year two. They don't have the right coaching around him. I feel like this is one of those games, like if you can't win this one, if you're the Cardinals at home on Monday Night Football, after you got humiliated on Monday Night Football just two, three weeks ago against a team that just isn't that good, a disappointing season takes on another level of disappointment. I, I almost feel like the Cardinals yeah. like have to win this game given the matchup. Do you, do you see where I'm going with uh, this? I mean, I, I want to see more than anything. It's just, you know, you, they got to play hard. I don't, you you know, Cliff's job very much could be on the line here uh, as far as the head coach, the GM, and, and Steve Kime. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made at the end of the season. You want to see a team that goes out there and plays hard and fights hard and doesn't give up and can win a couple of games down the stretch. You don't want to end with a terrible losing streak. But look, I'm telling you, I'm just looking at the Monday morning quarterback staff picks, you know, and they're all picking the Patriots. Breer, Goldich, Grambling, or Plyum, they're all picking the Patriots. Yeah. So nobody's picking the Cardinals in that game. NFL.com also went with the Patriots in the game. Uh, 23-20, they write, the Patriots defense is flummox bad quarterbacks and unsound schemes, but the Patriots defense also struggles with mobile quarterbacks who can break down their fundamentals. Which trend wins out here? They say, I trust Bill Belichick to find the holes in Arizona's offensive line. So they think New England wins. I tell you what, the ESPN preview, I was very surprised by this. Um, Both of their guys picked the Cardinals to win. Moody and Walder both said Cardinals 23-19, Cardinals 17-16 over the New England Patriots. Every game is a close pick. One point, four points, three points. Nobody thinks that either team is good enough to run away from the other team. Look, the Cardinals got to find a way to get right. They got to find a way to play better. Kyler Murray's got to find a way to play better. I'm wait. I'm still, I don't want to get, I honestly, I don't want to get to the offseason like, man, Kyler Murray hasn't played a good game in a year and a half. Like it's, it's time. Like it's been a while since we've had that great Kyler Murray game where you're like, okay, this is why they got Kyle Murray. I haven't seen that in a long time. No. He, a great quarter, a great quarter and a half against the Raiders, a great half against the Panthers. A but great play here and there. Exactly. But not but a not four-quarter game. Sustained consistency over the course of four quarters. We have not seen it in a full calendar year out of Kyle Murray. Well, maybe, just maybe, this is the defense to do it against because when New England's defense is good, they're very, very good. And when they're bad, they can't win. In the six games the Patriots have won they're giving up an average of about nine points per game and they never allow any more than 17 points in their six losses it's the opposite story they allow an average of 29 points per game and they've given up at least 20 in each loss odd so the magic number seems to be 17 to 20 if the Cardinals score 17 or fewer then the Patriots probably win 20 or more and the Patriots are probably going to lose that's been their story this year and that's again why I I think the Cardinals are going to win this game on Monday. I think offensively against a defense that's all right, they will figure out a way to get it done with Kyler having Hop, having Hollywood, having some of his weapons available to him. It would just be soul-crushing if they lost this game, I think, on Monday. Yeah, I don't think this is an easy defense to play against. I mean, they usually only rush four guys, and that's why they've been really, you know, their pass defense has been one of the better ones in the NFL because they've had this ability to get pressure by just rushing four. So, and I think when you when you look at the stats of pressuring the quarterback with just four, uh, it was only 
a couple of teams that were ahead of him the last time I looked, the Jets, the Titans, and the Commanders. Most teams aren't able to do that. So that's a Belichick staple. Like, he's a big believer in that because I can get pressure with four. I can keep my guys in the secondary. I don't have to blitz a whole lot, and I can really have a good pass defense. So they have had a very good pass defense because of that ability to only you know you know rush four guys and get pressure on the quarterback. Cardinals went through a walkthrough today. Um, so you, their estimated injury report looks like this. DeAndre Hopkins returned to practice. He practiced in full. Rondale Moore once again did not practice with a groin injury. Byron Murphy Jr. once again did not practice with a back injury. Cliff has been pretty um, uh, skeptical on both of those guys right. throughout the week. Uh, Charles Washington was limited. Greg Dortch practiced in full today. Uh, the two big ones to keep an eye on are Moore and Byron Murphy, and they didn't practice. But Hopkins was back. Greg Dortch is practicing in full. And the other guys were guys that we had kind of expected to be on this list. So we'll keep an eye on that. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, first I want to remind you, we've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. It's your way to listen to our show wherever, whenever, however you want on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of our show. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. And that's higherprice.com. No, they didn't sign Xander Bogarts this week, just like we knew they weren't. But the Diamondbacks do have their eyes on some hitters, including one that, quite frankly, the fan base might not want them to sign. And we'll tell you why next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Who are you rooting for, the Netherlands or Argentina? Vote now on the Burns and... Mm. No, is that it? No. Is your favorite color orange? <laughs> Do you have to root for a team or can you just Lionel watch a Messi? game? That actually might be a good poll question. Are you able to watch sporting events without actively rooting? I can't. I cannot. I can. I cannot watch a sporting event without saying, I I want one of these teams to win. But don't you find that most of the time you're just kind of manufacturing who you're rooting for? You don't actually care. I mean, like, do you really invest time into watching the game? That I want to have a rooting interest. I don't. I, I would no, think I, more people are like me than like you. I understand that, but but you, it's fake. Whatever you're, not all the times, but sometimes you root. Whatever it is that you come up for your rooting interest, yeah. you're kind of manufacturing a reason to not like a team. I'm rooting for the Netherlands right now. I was rooting fine. for Croatia before. I was rooting for Croatia, but why? Because I don't know. I want Croatia to win. Because Italy wasn't gotcha. in. <laughs> I root for the. I'm rooting for the European that's countries. That's fine. You know what? I found there Eric, you go. There you go. I'm rooting for the European. Oh, so countries. that's what it is. Because you want to move to Europe when you retire. Well, I'm rooting for the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't want to go to Argentina, but I, I, I want to go to Amsterdam. Those canals are amazing. Right. I want to live right on a canal in Amsterdam for You're six months, one master. year. You know what? You, there might be a poll question in there. Do you have to root for somebody when you watch a game? Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see how many people would agree with Gambo. I'd be curious. I, I, I just, I think, like, for me to choose somebody to root for in this, I, Croatia, have, isn't that what they I, filmed Game of Thrones in Croatia? I'd have to, inv- I'm rooting for them. I'd have to invent a reason why to root for one of these teams. I'd have to fake it, basically. What's our poll question today? Well, from rooting to predicting, it's a Friday classic. Welcome back off of the bye week. The Cardinals play on Monday. This is the last time we'll be able to preview the game. So it's Cards, Pats, who wins and by how much? Again, if you choose a team by a lot, it means two plus touchdowns. Cards by a little. Cards by a little. They're winning. They're winning. Patriots by a little. 
They have to win this game. They do. They're screwed if they don't. They have to win this game. What's our audience say? This one's a close one for second place, but leading the way at 38% is Pats by a little. In second place at 28% is Pats by a lot. In third place, very close, 27.8% is Cards by a little. And as it always is, 6.1% in last place is Cards by a lot. Just one of these days. One of one these day. days. Cards by a lot. Oh, for the win. man. Just one of these the days week. for fun. Right. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Diamondback fans, I have a question for you. How would you feel about Justin Turner on your roster? Oh, man. How would you feel about him being your starting third baseman next year? Or one of your DHs next year? How would you feel about Big Red being in Sedona Red? You know, you've always hate. He's a good player. Like, he's probably that Danny Ainge type. Like, you hate him on other teams, but you like him on your teams. The problem is, Justin, I mean, how old is Justin he's, Turner He's now? old. He's old. Like, I'm going to say he's 37? 30, he's 38. 38 years 38 old. 38 years old. I mean, he's a third baseman. You could, you know, he could be a part-time player right now. Look, I checked in with the D-backs today. They are absolutely, absolutely, you know, uh, interested in guys like Justin Turner and Evan Longoria. So I am not Blue Oyster Colton and Rue and those guys out. There is interest in in these part-time right-handed hitters. They've got to get more right-handed. They don't have a lot of right-handed bats in the lineup. So, uh, you know, is it, they've always been interested in Longoria. So people have seen that today. Oh, the Diamondbacks, one of five teams interested. Yes, they've always had interest in Longoria as a part-time player. He gets injured a lot, so you're not going to count on him to play a whole lot, but you know, in the, you know, if you can't get that third baseman via a blockbuster trade, you know, with one of your outfielders, then what you're probably going to do is you're probably going to say, okay, who can who could I get on a one year deal right. that could come in here and just you know bide the time until you're able to get somebody? Yeah. Oh, a great save. By the way, was that a save or <laughs> was the shot wide? I, I, I thought it was a save. I think it was shot wide. Okay, maybe the shot was by wide. Argentina. So we're watching the soccer match while while this is going on. No, it oh, was deflected by it a defenseman. Off a defenseman. Yeah, he, off his chest. Thank God it didn't hit his hand. Sorry that would have been a handball on the box and a peek. I had, I had a very gamble like short attention span there. I was watching the soccer and I blurted this is great. something this out. Is, well, the World Cup's uh, awesome. Uh, yes, the Evan Longoria thing's been out there for a while. I mean, look, yes. at, at this point, the Diamondbacks are going to look at anybody who's a right-handed bat because they're so left-handed exactly. heavy. They have to. Sean Heyman was the one to report the Diamondbacks are one of about five teams looking at Longoria, uh, about a half dozen teams that are in on Justin Turner. They're both old. They're both right-handed hitters, neither one of whom would be, like you're saying, everyday third base. They'd be part-time third baseman. They'd be DH. They, you know, you play them as much as you can without wearing them down. I don't know. I, Diamondback fans, I think at this point, I would imagine they'd much rather Longoria than Justin Turner because Turner is part of that Dodgers mafia Ooh. that has tortured you for so long, and he's such a face of that Dodgers mafia that's tortured you for so long. I, it might not be the most welcome addition by the Diamondbacks, if that's what it comes down to. Right. I don't know. I think I'd rather have Turner than Longoria. And Longoria gives you more pop with the bat for the home runs than Turner does. But man, he's just hurt 
so much. He's always hurt. Um, I think either one of them is a decent part-time guy. Look, you know, we got 182 games. Can you play 100 at third base for us? And then DH a little bit because you get a, you can get a bat in the DH. Justin Turner, to career 289 hitter. Even last year at 37 years old, he hit 278. The year before that, he hit 27 home runs. So he's got a little bit of pop, not a lot. But Longoria gives you more of a power bat where, you know, Turner is is a guy that I, I you could rely on more to not miss the games that Longoria misses. But yeah, I think they're interested. And then I'll just say this. I think the outfielders, I think it's I think it's more looking more likely that they won't trade an outfielder. They haven't traded one yet. Um, I think they're still looking at it, but they're not afraid to wait and hold on to their outfielders if they don't get the right deal. All right. Meanwhile, speaking of inside information. I'm never going to convince a kid, trick a kid, or try to manipulate a kid into staying. I want them to do what's best for them. If a kid's lost and confused in this process and he's going back and forth, I'm going to spend my time trying to help him 1,000%. That was Kenny Dillingham when he was in studio with us on Wednesday. Uh, You had some news about ASU last night. Uh, You were the first to report that Emory Jones is leaving the program. Yeah, he's going to enter the transfer portal and go somewhere else with Trenton Bourget and then the BYU kid coming in, three-time champion at Chandler High School. This quarterback room is going to get real good. I know they've got their eye on a couple other quarterbacks, and they're going to be able to get some here because it's going to be a really high-powered offense that a lot of kids are going to want to play in this system. They're going to move the ball up and down the field. If you're a wide receiver or you're a running back, you're going to want to play in this system with Kenny Dillingham because it's going to be an exciting offensive system. So I think Emory saw the writing on the wall. I mean, he lost his job last year. There's no guarantees. I mean, I know they're not going to guarantee anybody a job or promise anybody a job. So he probably felt, I want to go somewhere in my last year where I know I'm going to play instead of coming here and try to battle it out and try to get it, you know, try to win the job when the chances are he probably wasn't going to because there's going to be a lot of competition at quarterback. Yeah, I'm sure the minute the BYU kid transferred, the writing was on the wall, right? Like as soon as that happened, he had to know that it was probably time for him to go and try it somewhere else. So it's not it's not entirely surprising that he's going to enter the portal and leave. Whereas Bourget, I saw some tweets yesterday in which he sounded very comfortable with the, the BYU quarterback coming in, like not intimidated by it, not looking to move. I mean, he's one of those local guys that Kenny Dillingham is looking to impress in times like this. Yeah, there's no question. And yeah, I, I think that the transfer portal's been very good for them, but I know they're really, you know, they're hitting the recruiting trail right now. We had an interesting col- uh, conversation with Kenny Dill- Dillingham the other day when he was in studio, and he was talking about that that one kid that could lead to a group of players that could change the program, and we're sitting here, and we're, we're speculating about the players that it can be, and the, the pinnacle kid, the tight end, a phenomenal player. You know, he might be one of those kids, but I'm also looking at this other kid, Jacoby Lane, you know, to di- dynamite wide receiver at a Red Mountain High School, and wondering if that's the kid. He could change a program around in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I watched some video of him the other day, this unbelievable one-handed catch in the back of the end zone. Freak athleticism. Big kid. He's a USC commit, but man, that could be the type of kid that could really change change the trajectory of ASU football if he decided to come here and play for the Sun Devils. All this week, listen to the Wolf and Luke show for the Pantera call-out. When you hear Wolf do the call-out, call up 602-260-9870. Your chance to win tickets to see Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. When we come back, big games in the NFL this weekend could make or break a lot of teams' playoff hopes. Down the stretch, we come in the NFL. We'll tell you about all the games next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 
Friday with Burns and Gambo. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here with you on the Burns and Gambo show on this football Friday, or is it football Friday? Football. Here we go. PK's coming up. The Netherlands and Argentina had PK's earlier. Croatia taking down Brazil. Yeah. And now we're going to have PK's with the Netherlands and Argentina. It's a PK kind of day here. It's a PK kind of day. Uh, yeah, 2-2. Penalty kicks coming up uh, next. So eventually we'll get a winner between the Netherlands and the Argentinians in this match here. It's been a lot of fun. We've been keeping an eye on it here. It's been, it's been kind of hard to focus it times on the show, but we're doing the best job we can here. Um, yeah, football Sunday or a football Friday, a football Friday, both kinds of ways. Big NFL weekend coming up, and of course, they're, they're just going to get bigger the closer we get to the playoffs as things are kind of on the line, trying to figure out how this thing is going to sort itself out, who's going to be in the postseason, who's not. We've got five weeks to go in the regular season, and it's postseason time. There are about five games or so that look really good on paper that have kind of big-time implications. Yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, Jets-Bills. Let's start there. Huge game. Yeah. Huge not game. Not for the Bills. They're going to get in. I know, right? but for the Jets, the Jets, the Jets are one. fighting. You start to look at that the playoff pitcher and between the Chargers and the Jets and the Patriots. Not everybody's going to get in, so uh, probably somebody's going to be left outside looking in. So the Jets at 7-5. and five. If they could win this game against the Bills, it's at Buffalo. That would be huge. Mike White has been the quarterback for the last two games. He's 1-1. One and one. No Zach Wilson. So, big game for the Jets. Uh, you know, Buffalo's had some struggles this year. They've had some struggles, but um, the Jets, man, they're playing for the playoff lives. You know, with with uh, five games left, they probably figure they, they win three of those five, they're going to get in the playoffs. The Jets defense, they, they, these two teams have played earlier in the season, and the Jets defense, a huge role in why they were able to win against the Bills. They they really made life tough on Josh Allen earlier in the season. The Bills are a near lock to make the playoffs. The Jets right now, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, they're sitting at about 36% to make the playoffs right now, beat the Bills, and their playoff chances jumps to about 63 so obviously a very big game for them in that regard. One team hanging on by a thread. And their coach is making it sound like they're on the playoffs doorsteps. And they're not. But the 5-7 and seven Detroit Lions, who are down to kind of their last right. gasp here, right. are, are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why people think this one is a big game this weekend. And the Lions are favored to win. But people, And I think that's why. The Lions are playing better as of and late. to the point where I've read a story today about Jared Goff should be the long-term answer. Like They should stick with Jared Goff. Like, he's played really, really well. Yeah, they're 4-1 in their last five games. They had a really good meeting with uh, Minnesota earlier. They're actually up 10 with less than 10 minutes left. And then the Vikings needed a big touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins to K.J. Osborne in the final minutes to win that one. So the Lions, yeah, 5-7. And, seven. and it, listen, if the Cardinals were in this spot right now, we'd be talking about this game as a must-win. But a 5-7, and seven, yeah, absolute must-win for Detroit if they want to hang around. And Minnesota can end their season with the win. The Netherlands... I was just going to say, the Netherlands have missed both of theirs, and Argentina Argentina has yep. made their one. The goaltender for Argentina has made stops on the first two PKs, and so Argentina is up 
one nothing in PKs. They're about to kick their second one. They're already up one nothing. Two big saves by the Argentinian goaltender. Yeah, no, big time. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's high drama. Fun to this watch. This is great. Enjoy I love that. it. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So while we straddle the line between doing live radio and watching live sports, which is always a lot of fun to do. Well, with sports fans, man, we're into this. Of course. This is incredible. Uh, we move on to the Eagles and the Giants. Uh, the Eagles, they're kind of like the Bills. We know they're in. They're fine. They got nothing to worry about. The Giants are slipping and sliding right now, and they need to find some traction somewhere, somehow. A win. They got to get this one. A win does them a lot. A loss, not so much, because I still think it'll come down to them against Washington in Washington at the end of the season. If the Giants can get this win, absolutely. They go to 8-4-1. There's four games left. They probably only need you know one or two more wins. But even if they lose to the Eagles, even if they lose this game, now it's at Giants Stadium, it's in the Meadowlands, they've still got that matchup with Washington. They tied them last week, so Washington hasn't been able to pass the Giants, but it could very well come down to that final game when the Giants play the Commanders. Giants have only won two of their last seven games. Now, mixed in there is a tie, uh, but the Giants have been, they've really kind of come back down to earth as of good. late. Well, this is, okay. And I, I, actually not a very good football team. I unearthed this stat. It, this is the first time these two teams have met where they're both above 500 since 2010. Or multiple games above 500. Really? Since 2010. You have to go back 12 years to find a game between the Eagles and the Giants when they were both at least two games above 500. It has been a long, long time, as the song goes. The Bucks and the 49ers. It's Brock Purdy time. No, let's go. Time Brock for Purdy. Tom Brady to go home for only the second time in his career to play against the 49ers That's in San crazy. Francisco. That That's, That's a crazy stat right there. Tampa Bay's in the driver. They're a terrible football team, but they're in the driver's seat because they're in an even more terrible division than they are. Right. And then for the 49ers, we got to see how they do now that it's Brock Purdy time because it's well, going to be I his time for a while. All eyes are on the 49ers. They didn't put in a claim for Baker Mayfield. We saw what Baker Mayfield did last night, you know, in getting that win against the Rams. So now you're the 49ers. And you're, you know, you're you're going to go to the playoffs no matter what. But what you're looking for is you're looking to win this division. Make sure Seattle doesn't. You want to win this division, and then you want to just really find out if Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, last pick in the draft, local kid out of Queen Creek, you know, if Brock Purdy is able to get you through, win some, you know, win, you know, get you to the playoffs, get you to the playoffs, and then possibly be your guy. Now, there's a lot of talk about Garoppolo maybe being able to come back, but I mean, you can't count on that. You can't count on Garoppolo no. coming. Back. No. You've got to have, you want to get Purdy playing well. So, you know, so that way, if you go, when you go to the playoffs, you feel comfortable that he can win you a game. 49ers have won five straight game. The Buccaneers have lost three straight on the road. Brady has never lost four straight road games in his career, ever. So there's a lot of little stuff like that kind of on the line. They win this game, the Buccaneers are like 90% chance to make the playoffs when it's all said and done. By the way, Argentina hits this next PK. It's done and over with. They're up, what, three? Netherlands have knocked in two. two. Argentina's knocked in three three with two more to go. Argentina hits this one here. There there won't be a fifth one. Dolphins Dolphins Chargers on Sunday afternoon. Chargers got a big win last week against the Cardinals. That was a huge win for them. So there, again, the Chargers, the Jets, the 
the Patriots, they're all not going to make it. You know, one or two maybe, but th- all three of those teams are not going to make it. So, you know, if you're the Jets and the Patriots, you're hoping that the Dolphins, even though they're in your division, even though they're in your division, you're hoping they take care of business and knock down the Chargers. I'm going to throw in one more as Argentina is lining up for their penalty kick right now. And the one more I'm going to throw in involves a team not playing a team that's in the playoff race as well. Talking about the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Carolina Panthers. He missed. He missed. He missed. So it's going to go down to the final kick. Uh, The Seahawks against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers aren't playing for anything, obviously. The Seattle Seahawks are playing for a lot. They're they're also starting to slide a little bit in the NFC. Most people think they're going to end up making it. But that hot start team that we saw the first half of the season, we haven't seen a ton of them as of late. And this is one they kind of need to win to keep pace with everybody else in the NFC. There's no question. I mean, you know, it's it's going to Seattle's run defense against Dante Foreman is a big matchup there. The Seahawks survived against the Rams last week, but man, they gave up so many right, gave up 171 yards rushing in that game. They really struggled. So they're going to have to come out and stop the run. The Netherlands just scored. So it's 3-3. Argentina, this will be the last kick of the five. If Argentina scores, they win. If they don't, we go to extra. <laughs> then it goes down. Then it's 1-1 until somebody wins. This is a very exciting <laughs> stop. That's crazy. So the nice. Netherlands just scored the delay, the, the delay kick where you pretend you're going to kick it. You don't. You wait for the goalie to make a move and then you put it in. So we'll see if Argentina makes this, then they win. When we come back, last year the Suns dominated the season from start to finish. This year it seems as if the Suns are going to win a basketball game. They need to do what? We'll tell you next on the Burns and Gambo Show.